0: Welcome back to Formate Arbitration. This is episode two of attendance discipline or attendance-related discipline. I want to talk about deems desirable and restricted sick leave. Management, management kind of bypasses this in an investigative interview, and we don't do a very good job of catching it either, okay? When you look at, at the ELM, Employee and Labor Relations Manual, 513 361 of the ELM states this is 513.361 three days or less for periods of absence of three days or less supervisors may accept the employee's statement explaining the absence medical documentation or other acceptable evidence of incapacity for work or need to care for a family member is required only when the employee is on restricted sick leave or when the supervisor deems documentation desirable for the protection of the interest of the postal service. Substantiation of the family relationship must be provided if requested. Here's what happens. In an investigative interview, management will, will state a date. Say I missed July 10th. Corey, what happened on July 10th? Well, I was sick. Um, I woke up. My stomach was killing me, and there was no way I could come to work. I'd You know, I'd been in the bathroom all day long if I came. So you say that. In management, they don't say anything. They keep on going. When they write their little synopsis about the discipline that they're requesting, they're going to say, and Corey Walton never brought any documentation to support his absence. Well, first off, you never asked me for any. And second off, for three days or less, you can just take my statement about it. Unless you have put me on restricted sick leave or I'm on Deems Desirable. In either case, you have to make me aware of that beforehand. Management 99% of the time will always put a carrier on Deems Desirable because they can hide that. It'll come up, it'll show up on your 3971, on the computer generated 3971, that Corey is Deems Desirable. And I will have no idea that I was on deems desirable. Management will have never told me that I'm on deems desirable, right? So we gotta pay attention to that on our discipline as it relates to attendance. When you see a single date and management says they didn't bring in documentation, make sure you raise the issue of that ELM provision. 513.361, he's not required to bring in documentation. Management can take his word for it unless he's on restricted sick leave, which he's not because he never told him about it, or unless he's on deems desirable, which he's not because management never told him about it. So that will cover those dates because in arbitration, if we don't say that, then management's going to sit there and talk about how we never brought in documentation. We were just off. We came back and all these things. So address that. In the investigative interview, if the carrier is off a single date and management states what happened, and they tell them and they say, in the investigative interview, did you bring in documentation for that date? And the carrier says no. Then you state, was the carrier on restricted sick leave? No, he wasn't. Well, was he on deems desirable? Not that I'm aware of. Then why did he need to bring in documentation for three days or less? cover that in the investigative interview okay uh that's that's very simple and very easy but man we miss it a lot when you get that discipline and it has those dates on there and you see where well, they're talking about it when labor has written up this discipline for management to hand to a carrier they're going to state and and cory walton never brought any documentation to support his absences Address that in your informal step a contentions that Corey was not required to bring in documentation in accordance with that ELM provision that management has never told him his own restricted sick leave management has never told him on he's on deems desirable and management never informed him that he needed documentation for his absence of one day. All right. We've got to start covering that in the investigative interview and in the post-investigative interview when we're talking about the receiving of discipline. Okay, so go over every one of those dates. Make sure that they're correct. Make sure that they were asked about when you get the discipline. Make sure that those dates were asked about. When you request the information that management used to issue the discipline, they're going to give you a packet and they're going to have that investigative interview Make sure that you compare that with yours, because a lot of the times management's not going to write down accurately what the carrier said. We're going to write down those answers verbatim. We're going to, answer, we're going to write down those answers as given. Management will not. They're going to be close, but they're not going to be the same. Uh, like I said in the earlier episode, just have your carrier answer truthfully about those things, and we should be okay, unless the carrier just, you know, he just he just ain't coming to work. And uh, then we're in trouble. But So get that uh, request for information. Get that investigative interview. Compare it to yours. Make sure that it's accurate. Make sure that the dates cited on that disciplinary notice are dates that he was asked about. And if they have one date or two dates and they're saying he didn't bring in documentation, make sure you cover that in your contentions that Corey Walton was not on restricted sick leave and not on deems desirable, and therefore he was not required to bring in documentation, and that management never asked him to bring in documentation. Because I hate to tell you this, but management can be untruthful at times. I know, that hurts. But they can be untruthful at times, but we're not going to let them be. We're going to catch them on it. We're going to call them on it. And they'll answer to that when it goes to arbitration, if it does. Because they're going to sit in a chair that makes 99% of the people sweat. And they're going to be held accountable for the things that they say and do when they discipline our brothers and sisters. And we, may, we hold them accountable by our contentions, by finding the things that they're doing that are not right or dishonest. And uh, we're going to find them. So a shorter episode than the last one. We're talking about deems desirable and restricted sick leave. If carriers are out and just one occurrence and management state, they need to be bringing documentation. Hold management accountable for that. And if they've put them on deems desirable and didn't tell them, you need to make sure that you contend that. We have that happen a lot here in my installation, a lot. And we've gone to hearing about it a lot. We've won it all the time. And we have B-team decisions on it, Formal-A decisions on it. And they continue to do it because they do not care about the national agreement. They don't care. They'll continue to blanket policy carriers on Deems Desirable. Any holiday, they're going to put all of us on Deems Desirable. And you got to catch that stuff. If they they state that he's on Deems Desirable or if you see a 3971 and it has that little computer-generated Deems Desirable, blister management on that. Say, I want to see the forms where it talks about he's on Deems Desirable and I want to know why this carrier was put on Deems Desirable and when you told him about it. All right? Stand up for them. <laughs> Be a hard ass in there on that, man. Because they're going to, whatever we let them get away with, they're going to. Because they're dishonest by nature. So deems desirable and restrict the sick leave, Those are two very good arguments for us on attendance. Let's make sure that we're using those arguments, okay? Another thing on the flip side. If management is issuing carriers discipline for attendance, and the carrier's attendance is atrocious, Why are they not on restricted sick leave? Why did management not put them on restricted sick leave? If you look at restricted sick leave, there's a reason for that. You can put carriers on there to hold them accountable. They have to bring in documentation every time that they call in sick, right? So contend that. If if a carrier's attendance is just atrocious, we're going to say, hey, according to Article 16, you have to be corrective rather than punitive. It states it all the way through Article 16. You have to be corrective rather than punitive, right? So a way to correct things, if you have them available to you, such as restricted sick leave, if a carrier's attendance is atrocious, we can say to an arbitrator, hey, look here. There are things, there are provisions that we have that management could use to be corrective in nature, and that's restricted sick leave. And they're protected, and also the carrier's protected because now he's not being disciplined, but he's having to be held accountable for his attendance. Anytime he calls in, he's got to bring in a slip, okay? Or bring in a doctor's note. So use the strictest sick leave against management in that instance. So attendance, it's hard, (laughs) they're difficult, but there are things that we can do to help out our brothers and sisters, all right? We need to start doing those things. Next episode, I'm going to be uh, finishing up the uh, attendance-related discipline issues. Uh, we're going to talk a couple of national arbitrator decisions that that I'd like for the stewards to to kind of learn and know and uh, kind of where management is coming from on a lot of these things. So I uh, hope this helps you out a little bit, and we'll be getting, uh, getting a hold of you on the next episode talking about some national arbitration stuff, all right? So y'all have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you later. Take care now.